Briggs. It's your old pal, the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> this is Joe Bob Briggs. This is Jeffrey Combs. Hey, this is Scotty from Anthrax. Hi, you're listening to Adrienne Barbeau. Hi, this is Doc Bradley. You're listening to Quality Time. You're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time Broadcast. And you're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time Podcast. I'm saying this under duress. You better keep listening or I will tear your soul apart. Well, and because you're black. I mean, he is very... He, <laughs> this is his least favorite month. Uh, you know what, Jeremy? All we have to do... Oh, no, it's happening again. Um, <laughs> um, all we have to do is... Jeremy, we're going to change your ethnicity. We're going to slap some tits on you. And we're going to make you from another country. And then Robbie's going to be all over you. That is true. I like it. Jeremy's gone full max headroom. Welcome back to Quality Time, everybody. We're back once again for another exciting episode. Uh, my am your host. I said my am your host. My am your host, Eric Woodworth, joined by my beautiful co-host, Miss Ashley Pontius. Oh, thank you, Daddy. <laughs> Hello. And I'm also joined by my blood, my brother, Jeremy P. Woodworth. Jeremy, how are you doing, sir? show okay quality time okay hoping to come to vietnam for this for this following for this episode of quality time okay that's where i'm trying to kill replicants i'm also (laughs) killing replicants yeah well, as you guys can tell, Jeremy's brain is completely better and healed. He's uh, a new man. Uh, there's nothing wrong with him at all at this point. Also, I'm I'm part of the West Wing. I'm the president. Now you're the president. Oh, it's Martin Sheen. Okay, yeah, I got it. Nice. Who's a star of our movie today alongside Jodie Foster in quite the banger of an episode we have coming I'm up. Also killing demons from the Spawn movie. Oh, he's from Spawn. You're right. This is our, we have a lot of, is it Martin Sheen, uh, you know, uh, February? Is that how we're rolling now? It's all Martin Sheen month. It's also, My son is also the repo man. Okay, you're just naming things that Martin Sheen is in, and also it's not really speaking in in Apocalypse Now. It's actually Joe Estevez. Joe Estevez. Oh, Emilio's real dad. Really bad actor. I'm not really Martin Sheen. I'm Joe Estevez. Thank God. That I mean, this is a big upgrade. I like a Joe Estevez. You know, I'm also I like... a wrestler from the Breakfast Club. Okay. <laughs> what else are you, Jeremy? I, I feel the sheen. You have a field of sheens? 
Extra sheen. <laughs> okay. I'm also I'm I'm also Alec Baldwin. <laughs> and I'm also Stephen Baldwin. <laughs> Are you just naming Baldwins now? I I'm also Al, Adam Baldwin You're- from the <laughs> from Full Metal Jacket. I'm also Allie Mick Baldwin. Uh, no. <laughs> Allie no. Sheen. Shut, Allie shut up, Ashley. Please talk anything that's a regular sentence. <laughs> I was just going to say, speaking of rust, I'm on my period. <laughs> Ooh, that's a different kind of rust belt. That's when you uh, sleep upside down on your period. Um, anyway... Uh, <laughs> I call that the old Rust Belt. Um, yeah, we're back once again for another exciting tale of the quality time. Uh, I'm, you know, we had we had off last weekend, so there was no new episode. We're back this week. I had a uh, a fun weekend of painting Tommy Zimbazo's balls, uh, fluorescent colors, uh, and walking around an entire abandoned town of Ocean City, where the only thing there was a cheerleading conference, and it made us wearing uh, onesie pajamas look really creepy as adults. So, overall, good time! Now, wait. Eric, are you telling me that Ben Hancock wasn't there? No, he's at he's, he's too big leagues for the Ocean City cheerleader show. He has to go all the way out to Poughkeepsie and turn up. So, very good stuff there. So, Jeremy, you've been working on possible theme songs for the DLP agenda, which is what the Rob and Joe and Justin show has been rebranded as of this coming week. Uh, they have no theme music. You've been working tirelessly to uh, to come up with a new song. So much for that you insist, not only when you send it to me, you make me, um, you ask me maybe every five minutes, hey, did, did Justin hear it? Did Justin hear it? Did you send it to Joe yet? Did you send it yeah. to Joe yet? Have you I'll done that? Talking. Have you done that? So much, hey, well, Hold on, stop, 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 and then so much so that when you were at watching the Super Bowl at my house, your wife said, he's going to do it when he wants to, Jeremy, leave him alone, like, (laughs) so so sometimes your stroke-riddled brain does drive me a bit insane, so much that your wife yelled yelled at you for me, (laughs) which was not, I I appreciated that a little bit. You know, if if you know he can listen, listen to this song, maybe, maybe I can be like, like a fucking Justin Hoffman. I I went so far, Jeremy, as to send Justin and Joe the song, and I said, "Hey, I need you to listen to this like right away, please. I got to do it." And hey, they listened to it. I need you to know they did listen and respond back. They said it was certainly a song, um, but the <laughs> remix, Jeremy, when he got that feedback, Jer- he did make a good song, and I will I will play the part two of this because the sequel to this, Ashley. Chef's kiss, good. Ashley, the way, weigh in. Hold on, let, 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 Ashley. Please weigh in on this. I just want to say that the amount of work you two do to promote this podcast is what motivates me to stop doing more. <laughs> I just want to say that if Justin, if Justin or Joe, I can send a hundred more songs. 
It'll take at least another week. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> at least another week. Um, Wait. So, Jeremy, are you telling me that Justin is your Jody Foster, and you're going to be locked away for thirty years, and one day you'll just be like, "I've come to my senses. Like I wasn't going to kill the president for Justin." Ooh, yeah, Justin. You might want to check your fruit cellar. There might be a Jeremy Woodworth covered in a magician's uniform right now. I'm not violent, and I haven't tried to shoot anybody. But I might go streaking. Bank, good. You know what? Maybe stick with the mass shooting. Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe stick with that. Anyway, here, so here's jail too long. I just want to maybe just go to jail for like a week or something. No, I. You know, I. I'm gonna have to agree to disagree. So, all right, look. Now, here is Jeremy's. Here's Jerry's song that he wrote for the DLP Agenda, which debuts this week. They're getting a real big push. You know what? We call this, I like to call this the quality time bump. So here we go. Here's the quality time bump. I mean, they're, let's be honest. They're struggling for listeners. They're, we, we do things as podcast friends to kind of give people a little push from time to time. The immense quality time network 40 people that listen every single week are about to be fucking ear blasted with this fucking jam right here i just want to point out how lucky these people are yes. to have us yeah they need to be worried they need to have they need to be thanking us so yeah. here we go here's jeremy's song for the dlp agenda one two Laughing production. Die laughing I just came in my Beautiful. pants. My pants are full of cum now um, from listening to that. Jeremy, that was nice. I, I really like how you mentioned everybody in in the DLP agenda right there. That was strong. Oh, oh I, I, meant, I, I meant to mention... Um, Scott Reardon. Scott Reardon. Yes, you you got him. That was good, man. I I think this is. You know what? It's in the front runner. Tune into the DLP agenda to see all this and more uh, Tuesday nights. Um, again, they need your listeners, guys. Um, they're struggling. We we just want to help a new podcast off the ground more also, than anything. I'm also working in, on on just on Dig Dug songs. That is true. Now, Jeremy, how 
how has your Dig Dug scores been going up lately? Because uh, I spent the weekend with Joe Robinson. Hey, he expressed how fucking pissed it was that you had a stroke. And he was just like, you know, I've been playing for like four or five, like since since I got this thing for my birthday in December. I play every fucking day. And this motherfucker had a stroke. And the second try, he's like beating my score by like almost 100,000 points. What the fuck is this? Well, I can't even, so if he's rooting for you to have another stroke um before so he can have a better dig dug score that's how good you are at dig dug well if if he wants the the fallen have have really fallen uh i couldn't get full full um what's the word uh i couldn't i couldn't watch watch some of the game i guess so i didn't i didn't watch any of the beyonce uh, yes, songs. you didn't watch any of the Rihanna songs who was actually playing at the halftime. Instead, you were busy grinding away uh, instead of watching Rihanna basically be in the Super Smash Brothers world. Yeah, whoever, whoever was dressed like a like a lobster or something <laughs> that was in the air, then I, 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 my dig dug uh, game suffered. And then and my, my wife just actually noticed this as soon as i was pissed off because my my game wasn't doing that good i was actually um uh dizzy and as i fell yeah so jeremy has problems with his blood pressure so much so that he was getting up and started to kick things around the room he was getting real agitated um so but i were glad we we calmed you down that was good ashley how are you how has your week been going i know you've had a slew of shows any news from the road out there um yeah it's weird because we we took a weekend off um well eric kind of already knows this but it might be fun for the listeners i don't know so uh like two weeks ago i did a show in baltimore at zissimo's which is like very small but very fun um and two i'm sorry like two to four gentlemen walk in with like takeout food from another restaurant and one (laughs) of them um eats his leftovers puts it in the garbage and I'm having really intrusive, like, feral thoughts. So I dig into the garbage and I take out Ashley. his bag of, Ashley, of trash. Which, don't ask me why. It just made me laugh. Why are you taking trash? Why? So hold on. Did you pick I'm it up walking like, around with this paper bag that's, like, not oil, but it's like, ooh. <laughs> You got fries in there? You three little fries up? <laughs> and now, and now, and now, Seinfeld says, "Was it on the garbage?" <laughs> and sorry, my signal is a little bad, so I hope I don't yeah. speak over either of you. So my apologies. Um, but I'm walking around with this paper bag, and I'm just like, "Ooh, look at me! I can afford to eat out," uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Then I see that one of the guys in this group has sat his paper bag down on the floor. And I look at all the comedians before I go up and I go, how much do you want to bet I can swap his food out with the garbage? (laughs) And they're like, go for it. So without him looking and we got it on tape, I think Sean Savoy has it. I swap out the bag of like empty garbage with his food. <laughs> yes. And at one point I wait and he looks down and he's like, where the fuck is my food? And he starts like looking around for it. I'm trying to keep it together. 
So then after some time has passed and he like went to the bathroom without anyone seeing again, we got on tape. I swap it back out with his food again. And he comes back and he's like, what? And he's a little perturbed, but he's like, whoa, whatever. I do this three different times until this guy has a breakdown in the bar. And he's like screaming and he's like, where the fuck is my food? (laughs) And I gaslit this dude until he had a breakdown. It was the funniest thing. I now understand why guys do this to girls. It is hilarious. Yeah, it's fun messing with people's reality and what they're thinking of. I do it all the time to Jeremy. Hey, let me throw this out here. I know this is going to be a big reveal for a lot of people, but I think it's time Jeremy knows. There were never any rats there at all. Uh, I, it's just one mechanical rat that I've been sending in and out every day. It can't die. Um, I just dig him up. But I don't know people at all. I bet, um, <laughs> I'm glad that I could actually meet uh Sean Savoy, I could just say, dude, you're just high. <laughs> oh, no, he was just Well, it's, it's high and maybe something else. Well, Jeremy, he was just recording. Maybe that. a little this bit of the tism? A, a little. A little <laughs> did you just say a smidgen of the tism? <laughs> oh, maybe. good stuff. Maybe just a little bit. Now, there was a part of the story. Maybe. I, um, if you could continue with the story, though, didn't you finally reveal yourself at one point? I did. I did on stage. He had, okay, I don't think I told Eric this. He had the world's softest battle vest. And by that, I mean, he had a battle vest, but it had patches like don't do drugs and hugs over drugs and really gay shit. Yeah, it had had on the back Phil Collins in the air tonight. Yeah, like it was real. It was like some real fruity tooty shit. And I, I called him out on stage. Um... And I was like, God, I was thinking about taking you home. But after I saw your battle vest, I was like, no, nah, I'm good. I don't feel bad about gaslighting you for the last 20 minutes. Um, <laughs> and I told him it was me. And uh, he was actually really cool about it. I thought I was going to get punched. Um, so so all is well. Um, but I am going to throw this out here real quick. I kind of talked to Eric about this recently. But you know what? The boys are allowed to be feral. I'm ungovernable. I can do whatever I want. Um, so... I'm at the end of the year. I'm pushing the boys, listeners, to do the Golden Rat Award slash, as Eric put it, the Ratties. And if you have someone you want to nominate, send it to my email at ashleypontiuslaughs at gmail.com. And we're going to give out awards like, has someone overcome adversity? Um, has someone become more poor slash sad? Um, has someone developed a mental illness? We'll give an award for that. Um, you know, just lots of lots of weird, stupid shit. Let us know. Okay, so if you have a ratty nominee, let us know. Send your uh, send it to uh, either our, our DMs on uh, Facebook or Instagram, uh, or you can email us at uh, qualitytimebrothers at gmail. We will take in all this information. We'll go through it, and at the end of the year. We shall award ratties to the winners uh, chosen, maybe put up a poll uh, sometime near the end of the year. Does that sound sound fun, Ashley? Everybody that, that um, wins an award die of something? <laughs> no, not necessarily, but what we were going to do, and Jeremy, we hadn't really brought this up to you yet. Um, if we, We're going to actually need a, uh, a mummified rat from your walls uh, for every winner. What I'm actually going to do is spray paint some of these plastic rats gold 
Um, and the winner, not only will you get the rat, I will send you home with the spray paint so you can do whippets like our other podcast. Oh, perfect. So. Yeah. So you get a womp womp and a fucking big old golden rat. Tune in next week. This is what you have come here for. Um, but Jeremy, back yeah. to you real quick. You picked this week's movie and it is the 1976 classic Starring Jodie Foster, one of the four movies she was featured in, the biggest being Taxi Cab Driver in 1976, The Little Girl Who Lives Down the Lane. Jeremy, why The Little Girl Who Lives Down the Lane? Uh, I almost had a guess for the for the podcast because we didn't we didn't have enough time for uh, John Hinckley as as a as a guest. Yes, you darn John Hinckley. <laughs> thank thank God he's free. You know, that's the thing I'm happy. Have you ever guys listened to, uh, so John Hinckley, of course, the man who shot President Reagan back in the 80s for the love of Jodie Foster. Uh, have you ever listened to any of uh, John Hinckley Jr.'s music before? My name's Frank Howard. Are you familiar with it? I have. Jeremy said it to me. Well, I have. A, here's, a, here's a little one. He calls, this one is John Hinckley sings uh, It's Here Now. Here we go. Let's get a little taste of this. Hello, everybody. Hope you're doing great. I've been doing some performances, so keep an eye out for upcoming shows of mine. But here's my latest original song. Lessons I've learned, bridges I've burned, that's just the way that it goes. People I've known, feelings I've shown. You know, I'm just going to throw this out here. Dream performance. Um, John Hinckley and uh, Corey Feldman co-headline a show. We're going and we're live streaming if it happens. <laughs> I haven't heard all the other songs like, uh, have I tried to kill the president for you, baby? <laughs> I I really loved his version of Handle With Care by the Traveling Wilburys, that it was just him talking about brandishing a gun. <laughs> brandishing a gun. Oh, yeah. Um, Pretty much the previous Peter Cetera song. And it is for the glory of love. I'm going to try to kill you now. <laughs> so, so uh, this movie was directed by Nicholas Gessner, uh based on the uh, original screenplay and novel by uh, uh, Laird Kooning, uh, with stars Jodie Foster, Martin Sheen, and Alexis Smith. Um, it goes off, if I could give just another, if I could give this movie just a one sentence, what is it about? It's Imagine Home Alone, except replace all of the comedy with uh, Martin Sheen doing molesting. And that's pretty much what it is. It's just a girl who's home alone, constantly trying to avoid the town predator you know you know home alone just needs a good uh, trap door that's all it does need you're right it just needs a good trap door um the movie kicks into high gear right off the back where we uh we get to meet frank 
Hallett, played by the great Martin Sheen, as he comes in on Halloween night uh, and raps at the door to meet sweet Jodie Foster. My name's Frank Hallett. Your father knows me. My two kids will be along any minute. They're trick-or-treating. I'm just going along to make sure there aren't any uh, real goblins hanging around, like dirty old men who try to give pretty little girls some candy. That's uh, that's a good. Hey, listen, from from uh, the first scene, it's like, okay, you are a hundred percent a creeper. Don't mind if I just come in. I know your father. It's Halloween. You got candy. Hope I'm not creepy. <laughs> so, is it just me, or when I watch that, did you guys also? think of that mcdonald's bit that people talk about where you're like i want to fuck kids and then your mom's like no you have kids at home (laughs) (laughs) oh man so uh he immediately (laughs) makes his way in and uh he gets creepy real quick he doesn't waste any time we get to hear him as uh jodie foster's prepared her own birthday cake to celebrate her 13th birthday um and he starts to get a little frisky right away pretty girl like you and your birthday and all no boyfriend come on i'll bet you got a boyfriend I bet you got lots of boyfriends, pretty girl like you. <laughs> oh, it's okay. It's all right. Relax. I get to spank you on your birthday. That's a custom here. <laughs> That's a custom. You know the old the old American custom uh, of spanking people on their ass on their birthday, which which Jeremy has done to me all the way up to thirty nine years of age. Um, but the, I do uh, are a couple of problems with, with just this other than of clearly the super molester, uh, Martin Sheen, who actually, uh, didn't like this role. He wanted to be the part of, uh, Mario Podesta in this movie, but they said he was too old. He wanted to be uh, a later character who we won't get into until he's introduced, but it, it will come quickly. Um, but this is the thing. She is supposed to be a, a person who's back from England, and this bitch doesn't even try an English accent. Like she's just like, "Nope, I'm Jodie Foster, and I talk like this." <laughs> well, real quick, guys, what is her last name in this movie? Do we know? Jacobs. Oh, I swear, I heard at one point during the movie that someone's last name was Lester. <laughs> and I was like, why is her dad's name Mo? Mo and Lester. And this is Nickelodeon's guts. Um so It's it's called an Easter <laughs> So <laughs> the next uh he's quickly whisked off with uh two pieces of cake for his uh small little fuck trophies that he brought over and uh he goes back out trick-or-treating the uh the next day we get to meet cora hamlet played by alexis smith this is the mother of the uh the perverted martin sheen uh who's playing frank hallett here's a little bit of cora meeting sweet jody foster aka rin jacobs here we are if my son should come back and your father isn't here it might be better if you didn't let him in well he didn't ask my permission the first time i hope you didn't intend that to sound so rude i'll tell my father you said not to let your son inside the door that won't be necessary maybe i don't understand what you want mrs hallett 
One thing I certainly do not want is to go on and on about something that doesn't matter in the slightest. I came for jelly glasses. We'll get them now. Your son says I have pretty hair. Did he tell you that? Huh? We'll get the glasses now. Oh, so she's a real creeper. I like that mom knows, like, hey, if you could just do me yourself a favor, maybe not let in my pedophilic son. He's a bit much to deal with. Uh, it's like having a rabid pit bull. <laughs> She's like, hey, you know what? Not good with children. Yeah, not <laughs> keep it away from the kids. Know to hack off a leg and touch your your vajay. So maybe stay away. The worst part of that is it's it's already it's already been the cops have already outed him. It's like, hey, you know, he's already he's already got a uh, reputation in the town, and the and the rich mom is. Already tried tried to cover it up. Well, we will get there. That's uh, Officer Miliari, and uh, we meet him very soon. Um, she does go. The, this bitch also says, "He's like, you know what? You're not in school. I'm going to bring it up with the school board on Monday." So uh, Jodie Foster does go and then check with the lady. Like, when's the next school board meeting? Find out this bitch is lying and bluffing. And she's like, "Man, this bitch right here." And then, of course, runs into old Hansy Frank Hallett. But luckily, the cops are there this time, so uh, no accident. No uh, special molest happens in this scene. Uh, the cop then drives her home, and that's Officer Miliari. He's like, "Hey, you might want to stay away from the town pervert. He's a bit much. You got to really, you got to stay away from those busy hands he's got there." I love that the warnings about him are like a haunted house in a movie. Like, hey, after the sun goes down, don't go near. <laughs> I like it, but like a, and it's just like a haunted house because if he comes in contact with you, you'll feel hollow and dead inside. It's great. Uh, <laughs> uh, so the the um, Miss Hallett then returns the next day. They exchange some words, but she goes and gets some jars uh, finally. But the seals aren't there because they're in the cellar, uh, and she warns her, "Hey, you might want to go down there." The seals are in the cellar. And this time, don't you dare tell me to come back later. Get out of my house! I'm warning you, Mrs. Howell. And she heads down there, gets spooked, and then, oops, whack on the head, falls down the steps, and Miss Hallett has now uh, unalived herself uh, just for being a clumsy bitch. Um, two things. One, I would probably like this movie better if it was an Evil Dead crossover. Yeah, and this is the this is the Henrietta backstory. <laughs> yeah, I think fruit cellar. It's Mrs. Hallett. I need my um, jelly jars in my fruit cellar. <laughs> <laughs> the other question, if Eric doesn't mind me hopping off like this for a second, Jeremy, I want to know where does this movie rank in your ongoing list of molestation slash rape film? Uh, yeah, because Jeremy has uh, you've almost is exposed us to every rape molest movie that is out there. Um, is, does this make the top four for you? This is probably the probably top five molestation because because she's so young, which mm-hmm. makes it so disturbing. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. it's there's 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 de- definitely other rape films which you know I would definitely wouldn't. Nobody should see the the Clockwork Orange, Killer or Clown versus the Candy Man, Spit on Your Grave, 
<laughs> but but any but with children, this is the most disturbing because of children. Ah, so. uh, you know what? I put above this Dolores Claiborne. That one's a real rough watch. Um, that's almost um, almost as as egregious, if 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 not as dark. Because you don't actually see it in this movie, thank God. But uh, luckily, he doesn't technically, you know, I don't want a spoiler alert. He doesn't actually get to really do any molesting of Jodie Foster. He tries, but it's like, like I said, this movie is just like Home Alone. Kevin's house never gets robbed, okay? This is about a child overcoming exterior forces. And I, you know what? Shout outs to that. You, you know, Eric's right. This is a lot like Home Alone, because just like that character, we get to see a nude child get out of the shower. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, we'll, get we'll get there. We'll get there. You got to the part that is actually the 20-year-old sister in real life is, is actually... What's her name's sister? We'll, we'll get to how we'll get to how disturbing that is shortly uh, as we get there, because we're about to meet a new character after this uh, is died. She's she's now uh, has a dead body on her hands, and she's deciding to move the Bentley and get rid of the car uh, so it's not at her house. So uh, she starts trying to cover up this untimely demise of Mrs. Hallett, um, but just as she's trying to move the car, she has to go meet a new friend. And, and possible love interest. How come you're in this car? How come you're dressed up like that? Because I'm a magician. And what's that, your magic wand? Oh, it's my cane. I'm a cripple. I'm a cripple. I like introducing yourself as a cripple. That's a strong move. Jeremy, have you thought about doing that? Hi, I'm Jeremy. I'm a cripple. Um, I I prefer to be called a gimp. A gimp? Okay. All right. I like it. Okay. So uh, this is this character who's dressed as a magician is played by Scott Jacoby, and uh, he's playing a character called Mario Podesta, uh, famous from the Podesta family that has nothing to do with pedophilia. Now, um, Mario... I knew that would get my co-hosts real good. Um, his dad is John Podesta. So, look, the uh, we then go on to um, uh, Mario and her start to form a bond. Uh, he also finds out that uh, he's the nephew of Officer Miliari. Um, and uh, he, Officer Miliari shows up while they're having dinner that night, and uh, he's looking for the missing Mrs. Hallett. Now, shortly after the cop leaves, Frank shows up and threatens Mario. The hamster, uh, uh, and not only threatens Mario, he takes the fucking hamster, Gordon, her only friend in the whole world before she met this crippled magician, and uh, takes it and then puts a cigarette out on the hamster and then throws him in the goddamn fireplace. In uh, Now, this is a tough scene to watch because nobody likes to see animal cruelty, but don't worry, animals were harmed in the filming of this because this was indeed a real hamster that was already dead that they picked up from an animal shelter just so they could burn it with cigarettes and throw it in an open fire for our entertainment. Do you need more? What more do you need for your entertainment? I Not give, that. <laughs> I give this movie probably a, a top five of animal cruelty scenes. Of, of of all time, would you like to run down your yes, top? Awful. 
Would you like to run down your top uh, four list above this, Jeremy, of animal cruelty in movies? Well, you don't actually see it. You don't actually see the 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 road warrior's dog get shot after the the car accident by by Mel Gibson. So that doesn't really count. But you definitely see the dog get shot in uh, the the walking dog in uh, in the Toxic Avenger when they're in the taco place. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. See the dog get slid across the floor. Uh, so that's definitely the Toxic Avenger. The the second would has to be, which has to be the ridiculous murder scene of all time, has to be Crispin Glover stomping a dog in in um uh, what is it, some, some who's the the Crispin Glover scene, Simon Says that's the movie Simon Says. I lost you. I have seen a, oh. that part in Simon Says where he literally just sees this cute little fluffy white dog and fucking ghetto stomps it and one big blood spurt comes out. It's a tough watch. I do enjoy it. I don't I don't I don't remember seeing um uh John Wick's dog getting killed so okay. oh that one's sad well i would I like, like that one i'd like to give uh give you this and maybe this is news to some of our listeners here's my pick for the most animal cruelty movie of all time it's a hundred percent milo and otis um milo and otis uh in case you didn't know a wonderful child movie that you get to hear i've watched it probably 30 times um which is funny that i picked the number 30 because that's exactly how many kittens were killed during the shooting of the fucking movie Milo and Otis. It was filmed in Japan and they were just like, oh, we'll put the kitten getting chased by this bear. The bear fucking mauled that kitten. They set it down the river in a box. That kitten fucking drowned. And I had no idea until I was an adult that this is just a fucking holocaust of animal murder the entire film. And all I was left with well, was Dudley Moore's drunk ass guy, oh Milo, help me! Uh, you didn't, bitch! The motherfucker died 30 times like he's a Russian doll! Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, I just, I just want to say, as upsetting as that is, and I also knew that, that is not what I thought Eric was going to bring up. I thought you were going to bring up a story from your childhood, and I was like, ready for it. <laughs> um, but I, I have been reported once for animal cruelty because um, a guy spit on my pussy before entering it. <laughs> uh, honorable, an honorable mention for animal cruelty would be that evil bitch that was in a well who who had to be tortured by this poor uh transitioning soul and and trying to be just because he was trying to help like some guy yeah i think i you know when you look at silence of the lambs the dog with obviously his leg was was harmed getting yeah uh, when you look at it in the in the 2020 well the lady in the well she's a bitch and we know this for for hurting precious we know that i killed eric's dog (laughs) (laughs) oh sweet polly so uh 
Well, obviously, this is getting out of hand at this point. Frank then uh, goes to go usher out uh, Mario, uh, who's ready. uh, Because, you know what? It's time to get down to some molesting. And this fucking 16-year-old fucking guinea is not going to ruin my fun time. But just as he's about to kick him out of the house, sweet, sweet uh, uh, Mario pulls out a knife from his cane and... uh, turns the tables on Frank. I'm a WAP. WAPs carry knives, right? Guinea? Dago? WAP? Easy, son, easy. I, I take it back. I take it all back. What do they call guys like you hang around little girls, huh? A pervert? You know, if I stick this in your guts, all the cops will do is thank me. I'm gone. I think you better get the hell out of here. Get out of here! Oh, and he's turns the tables on him like the three-legged Italian stallion he is. So, very You know, I also carry a blade in my puss, and I call it it a twat blade. (laughs) I queef and it shoots out. Twat blade. (laughs) So, uh... There we are. Now now things have uh, really picked up, um, but, you know, we're still left in the wake of sweet gordon's death and uh jeremy you you wrote a song uh and, and a little bit of uh music um for the late gordon the hamster who actually died in this movie uh would you like to say anything else or do we just roll it at this point uh it's probably the most beautiful song i've, I've made about a, a hamster <laughs> Share my 
I thought of a really good name for um uh you know Gordon Ramsay if he ever made like a porn spoof he could be like uh, his gay porn name would be Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> All right, anyway, guys, Jeremy, <laughs> wonderful That's stuff. good. <laughs> it was great, Jeremy. But what I was going to say Eric not only is that hilarious, it's a hamster. We should call this guy Gordon Hamsey. <laughs> hey, Gordon Hamsey. You put a cigarette out of my face, you twat. What a fuck. And now I'm dead and you're just going to molest Jerry Forster. Is that what you're here to do? Um, there you go. Gordon Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> Gordon the hamster played by Gordon Ramsay for the rest of the show. Now, Oh, you're just going to come back now dressed as a magician and be a fucking creep. What a fuck. Um, <laughs> this movie is all all about pedophilia and animal cruelty. So, uh, she uh, speaking of wit, um, Richard Gere's in the hospital. Oh no! <laughs> How timely! <laughs> is it because he's filled with too many hamsters? <laughs> is he just a, imagine the X-ray and it's just a graveyard of fucking cigarette burned burned hamsters? He he's got pneumonia, so it's like they've traveled up to his lungs. Because <laughs> that's how the body works. So uh, she now that Mario has basically saved her from a molest with a sword, uh, she then shows Mario the dead body like, hey, you saved my life. Now I got to show you this. Check this out. I killed his mom already. Hell yeah. And so um, she uh, uh, then uh, helps her bury the body uh, and then um, helps the uh, then Mario also helps by dressing up has a fuck basically dresses up an old people face uh which i don't know where they got hollywood quality prosthetics to change him but it was enough so that his own uncle the cop was just like that's an old man and definitely not my nephew mario i know this for a fact um eric two points one this is a horror movie go to have you not seen Corey feldman's friday the 13th that's true <laughs> um number two this is called eddie murphing it's it's when you dress up like an old man <laughs> in your movie so it's eddie morphing <laughs> Very upset that uh, this movie was never seen by uh, John Wayne Gacy. That uh, she's a, um, important. That that the character knows about Lyme. Her body's in a basement. Yeah, yeah. If John Wayne Gacy had seen this, he might be still free today. That's good, Jeremy. Um, I also like the. I like the, the now Mario does all this, and listen, he helps her hide a dead body. I- 
dresses up as the fucking spokesperson for Six Flags, um, does all these things, uh, <laughs> stops her from getting molested, and then she's like, you know what? I'm 13. It's time for you to get some fucking uh, not age of consent puss. So they then go upstairs, and this is you have to understand. They go upstairs to go fuck and get naked, and he's sixteen and thirteen. This is not. This is illegal. We're seeing an illegal thing that's happening right here. But we're like, this is love. This is love. She uh, he helped her fucking hide a body. It's legit. And uh, as Jeremy mentioned, this scene, uh, Jodie Foster refused to do a nude scene. Um, because it was illegal, uh, and instead her 20 year old older sister, you got to see her butt instead. So, uh, very, uh, very lovely part of the movie that Jeremy loved pointing out, showing both Jodie Foster and her body double, uh, older sister side by side. Uh, there's multiple pictures you can find of it. Um, and just please keep your pants on, you fucking perverts. Um, so. <laughs> Same age in, uh, in, uh, uh, taxi driver as the as the prostitute uh, scenes from uh, Taxi Driver. Yeah, it's it is worth noting she plays a thirteen year old in this movie in nineteen seventy five or seventy six when this is filmed, and uh, she turned thirteen the day they started shooting. So she's like a legit uh, of like the exact age she's playing in the movie, but just to make it extra creepy um, when everybody else is thirteen. I have no idea. I have no idea how she became gay. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, Mario uh, then winds up in the hospital with pneumonia. She goes and says, this is fucked up, but now is just left by herself again. Um, And uh, later that night, she's back at her house and uh, she hears a rapping at the cellar door only to find out it's fucking Frank dressed as a magician downstairs in the cellar. Certainly not those damn jelly jars. And he finds some evidence. I'll tell you what I did find if you're interested. A hairpin. Not yours, though. No. He wouldn't wear pins in that pretty hair. Could have been down there for years. Oh, no, not this one. It would have rusted. Besides, it still smells of the perfume I gave my mother for Christmas last year. One more thing. A bright red broken fingernail, wouldn't you say? I wonder who that belongs to. Not my mother's color at all. No telling what the police with all their equipment could come up with down there. Or out in the garden. At least I should thank you for bringing the Bentley back to the office, though. Oh, so now he's on to all of it. And he was just like, you know what? I figured out you finished off my mother. And I got to be honest with you. That makes me real hot. And <laughs> he's just like, you know what time it is? It's fucking molest 30. But Jodie Foster decides to... uh Go ahead and uh, do a little bit of digging and make some tea for the old boy and spike it with a bit of poison. Uh, But luckily, um, she might be on to him, or he might be on to her just a little bit, uh, because after she pours the tea and they're about to drink, he says this. You know why I switch cups, don't you? No. Oh, now think. 
Some sort of test? Uh-huh. Just so you remember, none of your little tricks. <coughs> and he takes a sip and starts coughing right away. But he switched cups. This bitch is too small. like almonds. Must be the almond cookies. Must be the almond cookies. Probably not spiked at all. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Hold on, I just have to cough up some more blood Such here. Such lovely hair. <laughs> 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 Splenda. <laughs> and then... Jodie Foster sits there as she watches him slowly choke to death on the poisoned tea. Which brings us to an end of another Jeremy movie. The Little Girl Down the Lane. What a beautiful ending to uh, seeing a horrible pedophile go down. Jeremy, your final thoughts on the little girl down the lane um three three minutes of of her face um just seeing him die and also my favorite would be the movie could have made a little bit better if it was um the actress diane lane okay all right i like where your head's at ashley your final thoughts little girl from diane lane okay thank you for that (laughs) Thank you for your pun. I liked it. Um, um, I I actually enjoyed it, Jeremy. I was like very compelled as like what's going to happen next. So I definitely enjoyed it. Um, I just thought it was interesting at the end because normally when I drink tea with like my peers, it tastes like rehypnol. Yes, that is true. Now this uh this movie um I I personally you know I watched it a little bit out of whack, but when I rewatched it again today, I got into it. It was fine. Um, you know, in 1977, this picture won two Saturn Awards at the uh, American Academy of Science Fiction for fantasy and horror films, best horror film and best actress Jodie Foster. So certainly belongs in the lexicon of horror. You can check this out for free on two. Tubi, if you would like, um, it's it's worth a watch to throw on if you want to be horrified, but also see Jodie Foster and maybe kill a future president. Ashley, where can people find you at? Um, you can always find me online at Ashley Pontius Laughs. You can find my horror page on Instagram at uh, Slash and Gash DMV. But you can catch me at. Um, O'Sullivan's in Arlington on Thursday the 23rd and then with Eric and Tommy on the 24th. Ooh, the 24th is going to be fine. It's not just Eric and Tommy. It's Bussy and Ashley. So come out and see the Puss and the Bus live. Stevensonville, turn up. I might pick up an arcade machine while I'm in town. Who knows? All things Eric Comedy, ericcomedy.com. I got Bussy magnets coming for sale. Jeremy, take us out of here. My only friend, the end.